What's up, guys? Chris Harry with you on a Week 14 edition of Chargers Weekly. Chargers hosting the Atlanta Falcons this Sunday at SoFi Stadium. Coming up, we're going to get this week's opposing view from D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. But first, we're going to see what's on the menu. Powered by Subway with the voice of the Chargers, Matt Money-Smith. Buddy, you look back to Sunday 45 nothing. not much you can really do with that tape instead of maybe not watch it, move on to Atlanta. I don't know what you do. Yeah, that's what you always hear. Uh, when it's that bad, you, you almost want to just flush it and, and again, not not relive what's, you know, I've been calling games for 10 years in, in football. It's the worst game I've ever called. Um, you know, I talked about it earlier this week on the radio show. I The only thing that's comparable, and this is just me anecdotally, personally, games I've called, you know, calling a game every single week in college or the NFL or sometimes doubling up with one on Saturday and Sunday since 2010. Um the, the only thing that's close is I called that Rams Falcons game, which is funny because the Falcons are coming to town at the Coliseum uh, back in 2016. I think they jumped out to a 42 nothing lead. The opening kickoff bounced off the returners. I think his name was uh, Michael Thomas, not that Michael Thomas, but uh, no, bounced Michael off his Thomas. helmet was like grabbed out of the air for a score. And it just spiraled from there. And this was even worse. So I think the one thing beside, you know, I don't want to burn the tape. I think it's important to at least get a count who's running special teams, you know, have the right number of guys out there. Um, I don't know what's going on with assignments. Blocking assignments have been just terrible the last couple of weeks. So I think, you know, those are things to me that can get cleaned up. I would assume easily I'm not out there, you know, strapping it up and taking on, you know, one of the best special teams teams from the last 20 years uh, and trying to figure out what they're doing to us. But at the same time, it seems like just the number of missed assignments on the line, uh, the mistakes, the count, you know, 10 twice, 12 once, that's just got to get cleaned up. And that, to me, seems like an easy fix. Yeah, the, the special teams, I feel like every week we're talking about something that, that happened in that phase of the game that really kind of affects the rest of the game. You know, when you have a, a missed field goal and a 70-yard punt return for a touchdown, I mean, th- those are two glaring things that happened that kind of set the tone. I mean, obviously – running 10 times in your first 13 plays and killing seven minutes off the clock to start the game, that, that kind of set the tone. But when yeah. you had these special teams miscues and then at the end of the half, that was just kind of the dagger. Um, those things, they just, they can't rear its ugly head in a, in a game where, you, you know, you're, you're already behind the eight ball. And we've talked about this each and every single week. It, it just, it has to be cleaned up against Atlanta. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, you know, just kind of, pulling that apart, right? There's a lot there. One, Mike Batch has got to make kicks. You know, he, he makes that kick and we're not having the same conversation today. Even if it's just three points, it's not the worst shutout in Charger history. It's not the worst shutout in NFL history since 1989. Like that's, that's now off the board and it's seven to three. And it's like, Hey, yeah, they sucked seven and a half minutes off the clock when they scored seven and we only got three, but you still answered a scoring drive with a scoring drive. And I'm not saying it would have changed everything, but I think it would have gone a long way because now you're not looking at a zero and starting to wonder, okay, are we going to get on the board? And we got to get on the board. And, and that starts hanging over you. Um, two, I, I think, you know, what do they always say about Bill Belichick? You know, he's the best coach in the history of football and perhaps yeah. the history of sports. Um, and what does he do? He, he holds up a mirror and he shows you and magnifies your flaws better than anybody else. Uh, he has done it for two decades 
And what did we know going in? That the Chargers had serious, serious special teams issues. Boy, did he exploit those. And boy, is it ugly when you look in that mirror. And, and I think that's clearly what, you know, everyone, oh, you know, we talked about it last week, right? Well, it's probably going to take away Keenan Allen. I'm like, I don't know. I might take away Austin. Eckler. No, that dude looked at special teams and said, we're going to crush this team on special teams. I can tell you that right now. And they went out there and they did. Yeah. And I mean, he, he really took away the entire offense. They, they couldn't get into a rhythm yeah. at all. And, you know, that's, but you're right. It starts with those special teams because if you can't win there and you give up gigantic plays, you're not going to win a game against anybody. It's just deflating. Periods, right. It's just, deflating. you know, it's deflating. It's humiliating. It's, you know, because it's, it's found points, right? It's, it's, they, they find, and like, geez, just look at the kickoffs, right? When you look at Bailey and those kickoffs, what have we seen all season long through what's it been now? 13 games or four, four whatever, thir- yeah, 12 games. What have we seen? We've seen 11 teams routinely boot the ball out of the back of the end zone. You know, hey, we don't want to return. Let's just get it out of the back of the end zone. They'll start at the 25. If they're dumb enough to bring it out, then, you know, good for us. Every single one of those kicks was dropped in the right corner or the left corner at about the negative one to the two yard line. And like that just goes to show you, this is someone who's looked at what the options are and said, Oh, wait a minute. I think we can figure out how to exploit this because we're five yards closer. My coverage team can get down there. We're not giving them the 25. We're going to give them the 17 and that's going to give us eight yards, every single kickoff. And that's, that's a, that's a, that's a plus for us. That's something we can exploit. I think, I think there's a lot to be taken away. Um, with their special teams and kind of watching the way they, they ran that game. And then just speaking to your, your, you know, your, your next point on the the defensive line versus the offensive line. It was, I mean, it was, you know, it was a TKO and it was first round knockout. Um, it, and it's tough, man. It, it, it is tough. They, they are so good at what they do and not letting you know where those stunts are, who's coming, who's dropping out. Um, you know, that Winovich pass was a perfect example of a rookie quarterback, not being able to get over on Belichick. It's like, he knew it was coming. And he just sat there lying in wait and Herbert never saw him and bang, there's your, there's your interception. They're just, they're so good. They're so freaking good. And it's, it was terrible to watch it, but at the same time, it was poetic to watch it and and just see, you know, kind of what a team that's been able to do it for for two decades straight, how they find those little things and, and are able to execute them. Yeah, Tom Brady or no Tom Brady, you still got Bill Belichick back there, and and you yeah. know you know why the Patriots have been so good for so long. Uh, you flip it to to Atlanta, uh, they've won I think three of five. I think their only losses have come against the New Orleans Saints. They're playing better football, yeah. and, and we we've talked about hey, you got to stop the run. You knew the run was coming with New England. Uh, they have two number one receivers in, in Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. So you, you're going to have another challenge in, in terms of the secondary. They're going to be challenged a lot more than they were last Sunday with uh, with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. No question. Uh, it'll be a completely different game. Uh, yeah. 180 degrees different, right? I mean, no, look, Todd Gurley's been solid. Hasn't been spectacular, but solid. But yeah, they're going to air it out. They're going to throw it all over the yard. Um, and they've done a great job of it. Uh, the big difference is defensively. You know, they're not very good defensively you know they're still trying to find that pass rush and you know the secondary has been so 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 I think this is one where and I think that's important just because of how bad Herbert had it um and not entirely all his fault it's hard to get anything going when you get knocked down 11 times sacked a couple times and it's Bill Belichick that's running games on you with you know stunts and twists all over the place so you're not going to see that so I think you know probably the most important thing um, I think in this one is, is much like we said after the Miami game, right? Let's see if Herbert can bounce back. 
and get back to that 300 plus yard game, three touchdown game kind of thing and see if we can just, you know, maybe trade punches. If, uh, if the if Falcons are going to come swinging and, and you're going to have some issues there and, you know, see if you can just answer and, and find yourself in another one of these, you know, 35, 32, 32, 28 kind of games and, and kind of get back to doing what we've seen from Herbert in this offense most of the year. Got to get into a rhythm. Just, just, there was zero rhythm on offense yeah. last Sunday against the Pats. And, you know, I know Austin Eckler's back. Uh, you, you know, you have a, a full complement of weapons that are healthy. Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. You got to get into a rhythm uh, early. I, I think I guess a team like this who, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they beat the Raiders 43 to eight. They handled the Broncos yeah. a, a few weeks ago. So they've played well inside the AFC West. Um Again, it's a team with uh, with an interim head coach, Raheem Morris, who has them playing pretty well in December. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you take their their record and kind of throw it out the window. They're playing pretty good ball right now. Yeah, and I, I think also, you know, kind of a couple, couple issues that, that I would be a, a little concerned about, you know, with them. And that's, um, you know, pass rush, number one. And I think it's on both sides, right? It's, you know, this, this is a good – it's a solid offensive line, but I'd like to see Bosa get back after, you know, the interior of the Patriots might be the best in the league, those interior three, along with the Raiders, you know, when they're healthy. So I knew that was going to be a bit of a struggle and they do such a good job with so many big bodies. I mean, they were, you know, they were running traps against Bosa that whole game where they're letting him come clean. And the next thing you know, he's got one of those guards just blowing him off when he thinks he's got a clear path. They're just, they're so good at coming up with that. You're not going to see that with the Falcons. It's going to be more, Hey, your best guy versus my best guy, much like we saw with the Bills. And let's see if both can kind of get back to what we saw there with Buffalo. And two, I was really disappointed with the offensive line um, against against the Patriots and also against the Bills. I, I think, you know, last week they were 100% healthy with, you know, Balaga, Turner, Tevi, Feeney, Lamp out there. This week, of course, they lose Tevi. Storm Norton goes in. He looked lost. Uh, just the, the assignments were blown. There were guys getting free runs on three-man rushes. And Herbert's taking a hit. I mean, they're 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 rushing three and dropping that fourth lineman out on a lot of those third downs, and he's taking sacks and getting hit. Um, and I don't think that's all on him, not knowing where it's coming from. I think it was just bad play by the offensive line. Um, you know, Feeney and Lamp had a great start to the season, and like they were really really good through like probably the first nine, eight, nine weeks, and that's tailed off a lot. And I don't know if that's just more film and and defenses maybe finding something and exploiting it but would love to see them you know return to the level of play because they were playing solid um you know and it's just not been great these last couple weeks so don't know what the case is with sam and, and whether or not he'll be back but um appreciate coach giving you know norton the shot there i just i don't quite see that happening again uh, not not with the way it played out against the patriots it's hard to highlight this in a loss and the Chargers are so far behind, but, you know, Kenneth Murray, 14 tackles, I think 12 solo, his first career sack. We started to see what we think he can be in this league. And I, you know, I appreciate the passion that he played with. And, you know, Joey was, was very complimentary of the way that 100%. Kenneth finished that game. And I think that's good. It's, it's what you want to see moving forward as uh, as someone who could potentially be a cornerstone uh, on this defense with Derwin and uh, with Joey, uh, maybe with Tranquil, perhaps um, it was good to see Kenneth Murray kind of turn into the guy that we were expecting him to be. Hundred uh, percent. He was he was far and away the best player on the field for the Chargers. Uh, no no question about it. He played great, and I think 
you know, it's something that we've talked about repeatedly here, right? You know, Kenneth Murray's just got to stop thinking and start playing. Yeah. Um, you know, and the coaches even alluded to that. Maybe we put too much on his play. It's something that we've talked about repeatedly. That's why I'd like to see him moved outside. Just just take it all off his plate and just cut him loose. Let, Let him, him go. get after it. And I think you saw some of that this last week. And, and you mentioned Drew. And I think when Drew comes back, ultimately, that's what they'll do. Because Drew's so good in the middle. Um, and I think Kenneth can just be phenomenal if you just kind of put him outside and let him, cause you saw, I mean, you just saw the athleticism tracking down backs from behind, you know, closing on receivers that look to be open and, and, you know, the sack, the pressure, uh, shadowing cam blowing up screens. Like he was doing it all. I was like, okay, yeah, this is the Kenneth Murray. I remember from Oklahoma making plays sideline to sideline all over the field. So hundred percent. I, I, it was, it was a great game. I mean, there, there was, <laughs> there was nothing good to come out of that, but that was something really good to come out of it. Uh, if he can build on that and close this season, you know, these last four games here looking like that, man, that's going to go a long way. Like you said, feeling good about 2021 with uh, the return of Derwin and Tranquil and, and having that Kenneth Murray out there, boy, that's going to be great. It is. Uh, listen, we talked about special teams. We talked about the offense getting to a rhythm. Other than those two things, and you know, we want to see more more of a pass rush. Obviously, what's going to be the the key to trying to get a win against this Atlanta team? Who you know, we talked about the the guys on the outside. You know, you have back to back former league MVPs coming into SoFi. Cam last week, Matt Ryan this week, and again, they haven't lost anybody but the Saints uh, over these last five weeks. What do the Chargers need to do to to make this a competitive football game? Well, you know, I. I it goes back to something we've talked about earlier, which is, you know, the Gus Bradley scheme, right? This, this cover two, cover three scheme that he plays and that's your rushing four and you're dropping seven. So seven, they got to be connected. They got to be on the same page. We've talked about miscommunication or blown assignments far too much too often. I feel like we're seeing Adderley just kind of floating around out there. We're seeing Kenneth Murray kind of floating in space, not sure you know, and those are your two younger players out there, youngest players out there in terms of experience. Like, it's got to be connected. The front and the back have got to be connected. Um, and and if you're going to drop those seven and play that zone, then they better be on their assignments. Because like you said, they have got some killer weapons out there, man, that Matt Ryan can find a former MVP. So, you know, you better... I uh, just, I want to see those doubles on on Julio. Take him away, you know, and... and yeah. Maybe Casey's healthy enough to, to go one-on-one with Ridley or, you know, he doesn't really follow or travel. So I don't know how they'll, you know, kind of approach that. But I think that's probably, you know, the most important thing I want to see is, you know, what are their assignments? Are they executing them? And, you know, just far too often, I feel like we've seen that back end out of position, whether it's bad angles into the hole and runners going for 20, 30 yards, or if it's just floating in space, um, thinking back to the touchdown, who was the tight end that got uh, Keen that broke free for that touchdown when you had three guys um, just standing, staring at one another when he found himself in the back of the end zone for the touchdown. And it's like, that's, that's the sort of stuff I think that you got to clean up in order to, to be able to kind of trade punches here with the Falcons. Yep. This could be a different game than uh, what we saw last Sunday in terms of uh, what kind of offense is coming to SoFi Stadium. And hopefully it's a different game yeah. for the Chargers and you kind yeah, of no kidding, huh? get, get back on track after uh, uh, quite the wake up call on Sunday. Money, always appreciate you doing this, brother. And uh, I'll see you on Sunday, man. All right, bud. Looking forward to it. See you out there. All right, Bolts fans, this season, Pizza Hut, they're hooking it up with the Bolts of the Hut bundle deal that includes an exclusive Chargers poster. 
For $14.99, Chargers fans will receive a large three-topping pizza and a Chargers poster. Right now, it's the Joey Bosa poster that's available. Collect all six player posters throughout the season. Visit PizzaHut.com deals and enter your zip code to see if your local Pizza Hut is participating in the greater LA area. Offers available for pickup or delivery while supplies last. All right, to get this week's opposing view from Atlanta, let's bring in D. Orlando Ledbetter, Atlanta Journal-Constitution. D, how are you today? Chris, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Looking forward to talking about the game with you. Hey, I, we're, we're excited about it. Uh, this Atlanta team, you know, that you start 0-5, and now 4-3 and in the last seven. Looks like a different football team right now. D, what's been the difference? Uh, one has been the evaluation of, you know, the talent, you know, uh, and then trying to find things for them to do that could make them, uh, you know, successful. You know, they they uh, had problems with the pass rush. None of those guys have come through for them. Uh, Tack McKinley's since been let go. Dante Fowler's been playing hurt. So they had to fabricate a pass rush, and they've been able to do that. And then they had to play a little bit more time control, uh, ball control offense where they didn't have that defense out on the field as much. So Raheem uh, Morris and his staff have, have come up with a formula to play better games, to stay in the games, and actually, you know, close a couple of them out, which we know has been a problem uh, with the Falcons. There was a problem with the Falcons under Dan Quinn dating back even to the Super Bowl. So I look at the AFC West and uh, what the, the Falcons did to the Raiders a couple of weeks ago and the Broncos a month back. What do you attribute the success to as of late? You only lose to the Saints, I think, in the last five weeks is your only loss. What do you think Raheem has done? And do you think Raheem could be a, the, the long-term solution there in Atlanta? Uh, yeah, what he's done is a good coaching job here, Chris. He, uh, you know, got the Tampa Bay job at age 32. So he's been getting ready to be a head coach again somewhere, whether it's here or, um, you know, elsewhere, New York, wherever, you know, the openings go. But he's certainly shown that he's a head coach. He's a head coaching candidate. He can manage a game, uh, can get the most out of his roster. Uh, you know, his problems right now have flipped, you know, uh, the offense, the team was built around offense, and now the offense is not doing so hot, and the defense is performing probably beyond uh, expectations and beyond their talent level. So, um, you know, he he's done a good job, a good job, not great job, because you know, four and three, they did, um, they lost to Detroit when they didn't kneel down and tried to have Gurley fall down, That's right, and, and that didn't work out for them. So, you know, he should have known to kneel that down. So. Uh, not not perfect, but he's certainly done a credible job. We've certainly seen worse. Uh, you know, and he's actually getting 11 games as a tryout. So that's a good body of work to decide if he's uh, he's your guy moving forward or not. Well, you mentioned Gurley. This will be a, a bit of a homecoming for him. I, I think he probably expected to be playing as the, as the home team at SoFi Stadium. What's his excitement level uh, to play uh, in, in a stadium that he probably thought he was going to be playing in with the Rams? Yeah, no question. He's really excited about coming back, saying he wants to come to the house he built. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, you know, he he's uh, was doing really good this year. Then the, the injury started to slow him down a little bit, the chronic left knee. And uh, you can't hide from that. You can't really fix that. 
Uh, they just tried to manage it. And uh, recently, he's been a third down back, Chris, uh, in red zone. So they only bring him in for pass protection and in the red zone. So uh, that was the plan last week against the Saints. I doubt if he'll have an expanded role this week. But, um, yeah, he's now down to being kind of a part-time player. Uh, they might have overused him early in the season. And, uh, you know, now that's just where they are here going into the fourth quarter of the, uh, of the, of the season. Well, I, I think the biggest challenge for the Chargers defensively is that secondary trying to check Julio Jones and, and Calvin Ridley. Those guys, I think, have combined for 110 catches, over 1,600 yards, 10 total touchdowns. Uh, what have you seen from Calvin Ridley? We know what Julio Jones can do. He's been doing it for 10 years in the NFL. Uh, but to have the year that Calvin Ridley's having, uh, the Falcons essentially have two number one receivers right now. Yeah, a lot of people feel that way. Calvin's an exquisite route runner. He's going to uh, you know, get open with his feet and where he's going. Uh, he's going to be where Matt Ryan wants him to be, and Matt's going to you know, generally put the ball on, on time for him and in a good spot. So, um, you know, that, that connection has uh, developed over time. This is his uh, uh, third year in the league, and he's trying to get to 1,000 yards. He's got 905. Uh, but, uh, yes, certainly um, if you double Julio, really he's going to be open. And we've seen games when Julio's been out, uh, they, they can double Calvin, and, and, but then they have to move him around a little bit and, uh, uh, you know, make him run some underneath routes and things like that. But he's done a great job. He's been very productive in his third year. And, uh, you know, that, that's definitely something that bodes well for the future, for the new coach and the new general manager. So Justin Herbert, the Chargers rookie quarterback, uh, I, obviously everyone had a down game against the Patriots last Sunday, but he, he's been playing pretty remarkable. Uh, when this Chargers offense is on, what do you think the biggest challenge is that Atlanta's defense faces when you have guys like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, and then Austin Eckler, who's returned to the lineup? Yes, no doubt about it. Uh, the Falcons have done a good job of stopping the run. Uh, but the pass defense has been shaky uh, all season. Um, you know, last week they dared Taysom Hill to hit open receivers in the zone, and he was able to do it. So that's why they lost that game. They won't dare Justin Her Herbert <laughs> to do that. They'll try to play some zones and uh, or play some men, I'm excusing, and try to get after him with the pass rush and the blitz and some fire zones and keep the rookie on his toes back there. But they respect his arm and his weapons. So, you know, Keenan Allen's going to um, warrant some some help with the rookie A.J. Terrell and the safety. Uh, you know, then you got to worry about Mike Williams, and, and they don't really – Darquez Denard will get that assignment. And Hunter Henry, a guy that, you know, the Falcons were looking at, uh, but they the Chargers took him early, uh, and then the Falcons had to go Austin Hooper in the next round. So, um uh, Hunter's, uh, you know, I know he's hurt earlier in his career, but, you know, it looks like he's uh, 49 catches, six away from his career high of last year. So he's also a threat. So what do you do with him? Probably linebacker Foyer Ulakon will get Hunter Henry in coverage for sometimes. I think Keanu O'Neill, the safety, would be the uh, answer the other time. So, yeah, they got problems all over the field for the Falcons, uh, and the pass defense has been leaky. And um, the Falcons are probably just hoping they can get some freebies off of the special teams unit. Well, speaking of special teams, young way Koo, you know, he was, he was with the chargers. Um, you've seen him really kind of entrench himself 
with the Falcons, NFL's leading scorer, I believe. Uh, how is Young Way Koo, and what has he meant actually to this this Falcons team? Just the ability to to, to hit those field goals and uh, be really a, a reliable player for them. Yeah, no question about it. Right now, he's got to be the MVP, uh, and, and part of that's a good thing, and parts are bad. The bad part is they're stalling in the red zone. He's getting a lot of 28, 29-yard field goals. But the good part is he's hit his last five from 50 or more, including a 54-yarder. So uh, Matt Ryan said, hey, we just got to get to the 38-yard line, and we know we got points, so we don't want to mess it up. Uh, it used to be for Matt Bryant, they had to get to the 35. So they got a little extension with Young Way Koo, he's a little younger kicker. Uh, got rolled up against the uh, Raiders. Uh, took well, they took away his kickoff duties, and uh, uh, so now moving forward, we'll um, you know see if he can continue to make field goals. He's hit his last 24, going back to Week Four of the season. The final thing for you, obviously, both these teams uh, disappointing seasons, not going to be in the playoffs, uh, but still a lot to play for for these guys. Man, you got to you got to put. Good things out on film. You're playing for each other, playing for the guy next to you. What do you think is going to decide this game based on everything that you've seen from the Falcons this season? Well, you know, they got a challenge. You got the 30th pass defense going against the number three uh, pass offense. So that's going to be tough. You know, you know, I'm seeing points. I'm seeing points. It's not going to be a shutdown game. Uh, just worry. I'm pretty sure the Chargers is going to show up after last week and the 45 to nothing embarrassment. So, uh, I'm thinking this is going to be a really tough game for the Falcons. Um, Coach Lynn, I don't know if he took over special teams, but he was talking about it. But you can't you can't give up what they've been giving up on special teams and be competitive in the National Football League. If they get that under control, we're going to have a really tough football game on Sunday. Or two teams probably not going anywhere, but playing for pride. D. Orlando Ledbetter, I wish I was uh, going to see you at SoFi Stadium on Sunday, but uh, hopefully we'll, we'll catch up uh, down the line. Really appreciate your time and your insight today. Chris, thanks for having me on your podcast, and good luck. Yeah, I miss you all. I miss uh, uh, you know, coming out to um, L.A. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. A big thanks to D. Orlando Ledbetter and Matt Money-Smith for joining me. And, of course, thanks to you all for listening. Be sure to download and subscribe to the Chargers Podcast Network wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy the game on Sunday. Have a great weekend. And until next time, I'm Chris Harey.